Oh, hey, everybody. This is Chad Jordan from Sport Clips. Uh, this is another edition of the Hall of Fame episode. So glad to have you with us. If you're watching on YouTube, hello. Um, and I, in a second, I'm going to introduce my guest, but let me tell you what we're doing. We are out here in the Washington, D.C. area. Last night, Sport Clips got to host a special dinner. It's with part of the Aletheia Foundation. This dinners that they put on Friday nights down here, I think. Is it always in Washington, D.C. area? It uh, is. Okay. Uh, so the dinners get put on, and they're, they're for servicemen and women that are recovering at Walter Reed Hospital and their families that get to come uh, have this great dinner, kind of hang out. And uh, last night we had fun. We had prizes. We had raffles. <laughs> only uh, we didn't let ugly people come claim the prizes, so only the good-looking people got to come. We we just had a blast, it and uh, it was it was it was it was rowdy. It was full. Um, the drinks were flowing. I had my Mountain Dew on the side that I kept sipping. But we had a uh, there's some cute kiddos at the uh, all around. Got some firefighter hel uh, helmets from uh, <laughs> one of our team leaders, Jeff Burrows and, and Robin Hansen. Just a great night and a great cause that Sport Clips loves to uh, to sponsor and loves to help out with. So uh, at the event, we decided we would love to connect and especially interview some of the guests of honor from last night. And, uh, and that's who I have with me uh, right now. So uh, I'm going to have you introduce, and even though one of them is off camera, uh, I'll have you introduce him as well. So uh, who do I have with me here? So uh, my name is... Pete Way, and I am a retired U.S. Army, and I am accompanied today by my service dog, Rory Semper, who is uh, off camper, ca uh, off camera, uh, laid out, out being a good boy. Yeah, uh -huh. being, being he's fed and happy. So you know, speaking of fed and happy, I was so impressed last night. We had uh, we had appetizers. We had the the main course was steak. It was a big steak. Uh, a huge. I don't think anybody. I don't see one. I don't know if you finished yours. I certainly didn't I, finish mine. I couldn't. So <laughs> how that little guy over there? He's not little, but how that guy over there kept himself from jumping up on the table and <laughs> I, I, the the restraint uh, involved. There's no way a normal dog could have handled uh, what Rory did. So. Yeah, uh, he, he was amazing. Out the difference in yeah, service dog versus a normal yeah, dog. He, he was a good boy. <laughs> he, he was amazing. Uh, so um, you're you're here today for a number of reasons. You are currently uh, well, obviously your serviceman. Uh, you you said you're with the army. Uh, major yeah. retired. Retired major. Okay, yeah. retired major. Which uh, your last name is is Way. Yeah. So I, I, I like I, I <laughs> when when I found out I got to interview you, I was like, yes, I've been wanting to interview him in a major way. Ooh. Anyway, so uh, pun intended. Yeah. Uh, some of mine. So I'm sure you've heard <laughs> a, a million of those, but uh so a uh, retired major from you said the army. What'd you do in the army? Uh, did couple of different things uh, started out life in the uh, chemical corps so I was a nuclear biological and chemical uh, warfare Holy moly. specialist yeah nice huge uh, huge term and uh, the reality was that was kind of one of those things that uh, they used to joke NBC stood for nobody cares mm -hmm. uh, so we where, were, where, uh, where is there like only one base that you could have been assigned to. I mean, that doesn't sound uh, like actually it's... all over. Pretty much every okay. base uh, you get uh, had, uh, particularly in the in the nineties. Uh, okay, you know, with the uh, Cold War, uh, we still had uh, fears. Yeah. You know, oh, your rogue missile. Yes. Yeah. Yep. You know, and so it was a big uh, it was a big deal, and so you had specialists in uh, pretty much in every unit in that area so it was a uh it was just one of those things the training for it was hard uh nobody liked to wear the protective equipment so you were not uh you didn't make a lot of friends uh doing your job what what drew you to that nothing okay <laughs> okay army. you got the army okay uh, so when I got this that, is back uh, in the 90s when the army didn't let you pick anything right yeah, this they, was when that, that assignment came back and it's kind of like the what door <laughs> <laughs> so didn't even know they existed or what they did why well, had you as a kid, had you grown up wanting to be in the army? Is that a, is it a family tradition or what? What? How did we, that happen? Yeah, we definitely family has a tradition of service for sure. Uh -huh. um, my brother, well, my father was an Air Force uh, veteran of the Korean War. Okay, um, and then he went on to become an Episcopal priest. Um, 
and my brother wow. was a uh, Vietnam veteran. Um, late, uh, he's an older brother, so he yeah. was uh, uh, not long after I was born. He was serving in Vietnam. Wow! And then, then uh, it was for me. It was more. Um, I knew those things, and then like a lot of kids, grew up playing Army. Um, yep. I'm not sure why I didn't play Marine Corps or Air Force. Mm-hmm. Just saying, mm-hmm. <laughs> not to rag on my fellow services there, but uh, the uh, it was something I thought about, but just wasn't wasn't really uh, you know I'd like to say there was some noble goal, but when when I actually joined, it was for money. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, is it right out of high school kind of, yeah, or yeah? It was. Yeah. It, was okay. uh, it was not it was a long career. after. I kind of I went to, went went straight off to college and and floundered badly. Uh, you know, flunked out, needed some discipline and direction. Um, and so uh, when I was getting back into trying to get back into college, uh, you know, found the uh, ROTC program um, and simultaneously found the Georgia National Guard. And so I uh, was able to, uh, to get in the Georgia National Guard and uh, enroll in ROTC. Uh, and then um, that sort of gave me the direction and uh, uh, the discipline that I needed to uh, to kind of figure out what I wanted to do in life. You know, even if the army wanted me to do something yeah. completely different, uh, so that that got things started. So, uh, did you enter as an officer then? I, yeah. Or I, how does ROTC? It was kind of dual ROTC. Yeah. You're you're in the program to being an officer, and then you still got to do uh, basic Georgia and all that National stuff. Guard, do you you know joining the guard just. Uh, outright with no uh, no skills uh mm-hmm. you know whatsoever then uh uh you know you come in there enlisted and uh, get to experience uh, experience that side of things and so even though it was brief uh you know i was in the in the guard for a couple of years before i became an officer it really set some i think some good foundations for being an officer having been on the you know the uh, the other side and uh, and done you know done those jobs to some degree so i think it gave me a better appreciation for uh for who i was expected to lead and and be the example for you mentioned you started off in this one career field in the army you end up where yeah drifted from that um to uh actually got out for a while okay Um, so uh, so you became a civilian yeah essentially so the course of of rotc they uh um, when i graduated i got active duty with the with the chemical corps yeah and that sent me out to fort carson uh, in colorado which was uh which was its own new adventure Mm -hmm. um never having been to the uh to the rocky mountains yeah or had you seen Uh, snow uh, really at that point okay but definitely nothing like those mountains yeah Uh, and so uh in the course of that uh, that's that uh, three year stint, uh, I guess three almost four years. Uh, during that, uh, I didn't like the climate of the army. Um, you know, desert storm had happened, mm-hmm. came and went. It was just a different culture after that. There's a lot of cutbacks, and yep. so there was just a, a frankly a lot of kind of backstabbing type stuff going on with people trying to uh, to make sure they came out on top. Uh, and I just just didn't like the culture that mm-hmm. uh, that I saw and didn't really want to be part of it anymore and and uh, went to uh, to get out uh, I got out it came off of active duty uh, my commander at the time um, Captain Jones who uh, uh, didn't want me to get out told me that uh, it was a mistake to just give it all up and, and actually wouldn't let me completely walk away uh, instead of signing complete discharge orders for he uh, he only authorized and signed uh, an order to transfer me to the individual ready reserve, uh, which is basically a pool of people who want to want to want or have to have maintain some kind of tie to the military, but don't want to do anything with it. And so you're effectively a civilian who could be called up at okay. any time, mm-hmm. but there's no commitment to put the uniform on or do anything. Uh, on you can let your hair grow races. out so, and exactly. get let facial hair. hair yeah. Kind of. Kind of, you know, grew the grew the beard, yep. uh, grew the hair out. Had a had a probably a stupid looking ponytail. Mm-hmm. Um, Your wife's more, over there I mean, nodding, by the way. Yeah, so I'm, yeah, I, I don't even have to look green. around. Uh-huh. You know, I uh, uh, put earring in, all kinds of stuff. Uh-huh. You know, kind of went the other direction. That's what my it. dad. My dad always <laughs> toyed with that idea. He never pulled off the earring yeah. or the ponytail. I'm not actually the ponytail. He might have done. I'm not even gonna say I pulled it off. I'm just gonna say I had it. <laughs> you experimented <laughs> exactly. 
So, now, do you did you cross training? Obviously, it's not like uh, what you were doing in the army. You could you just hit the civilian workforce and do yeah, that. So in fact, I tried. Yeah. The, uh, the you know with the there's a lot of recruiting out of the army mm-hmm. uh, for both uh, contract type jobs and then you know your Fortune 500 companies look to the yes. military to find leaders. Uh, you know both skill sets and just uh, just just leadership. Yeah. And so uh, there's a lot of uh, private companies that make those connections for you. And I actually did some interviewing when I was thinking about getting out. Uh, did some interviewing with the companies who make these connections and placements, and uh, I was turned down. <laughs> they wouldn't even work with me. So, um, not because of my army career, but because of the background. Because of the ponytail. The ponytail. No, yeah. You know, it was uh, actually I was still in uniform at the okay, time. This right. was even going on, and I, I wasn't the right material. I had uh, barely finished college. I, had a, mm-hmm. I think a two point. Uh, I think I pulled my grades up to a two point two or so. See, get degrees, you know? major yeah, way. Come it. on, you know. You know. Got me some of us had to go to that route. <laughs> yeah, so. so it was, uh, you know, they just, I guess the attitude uh, in the 90s was, uh, you know, Fortune 500, uh, uh, they don't like the Cs. Yeah. <laughs> at least it doesn't get you looked at. So so, what, uh, so then what? What happens? You know, but, uh, but I had simultaneously been, been considering other things, and, and one of those interesting twists, uh, you get – Anytime with uh, with the military, you get additional duties that things that aren't your day to day job, right. but just the stuff that has to get done. And and uh, they were asking for a volunteer, and you're never supposed to volunteer either. But they wanted a. Uh, I was in a uh, cavalry unit, so we had helicopters. And being in Colorado, um, in the mountains, there's a need for rescues, and yeah. the uh, county uh, sheriff needed uh, helicopters for various things that went on with uh, with search and rescue. And since we had the helicopters, they were looking for someone to volunteer to be a liaison um, so that, uh, you know, there was a, an individual to coordinate use of uh, helicopters with. So I volunteered for that, and uh, that was really when I discovered this whole world of, of um emergency response mm-hmm. you know, very much the parallel world to the to the military yeah uh so uh the search and rescue team put me through their training and schools and things to become certified in in um, search and rescue uh and then they put me through an emt course so i'd have some some uh emergency medical skills and it was that emt course that opened my eyes to the medicine world uh, kind of got me interested, and so I decided that uh, you know if the corporate world wasn't interested in me, I was gonna uh, gonna pursue something uh, in uh, in medicine, and uh, that led me to nursing. I liked what I saw with the nurses in the emergency room and, mm-hmm. and uh, how they worked, the independence they had. Yeah. Uh, so thought that's you know I'll go that route because I've got a lot of options and. Uh, that led me to being interested in becoming a nurse practitioner because even more things I could do. And so, right. so the army, even without trying, uh, they were uh, guiding you in a certain things. direction. Yeah. Uh, I even asked for them, they needed nurses. And so I even asked for, uh, assistance with nursing school. Um, and they said, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> wasn't nursing school material and, uh, or army nurse material. I'm not sure which. So, I uh, did it my own way. Wow! And, uh, you know, did that uh, on my own, and and then turned back around and and became an army nurse. This is not a plug, by the way, for our. <laughs> we have a Help a Hero program, which is a scholarship program for veterans uh, that are transitioning to civilian workforce. So, had that been around yeah. when you were. But it should be a plug for that. Yeah, yeah. No, I would, had it been so around, when was this, the mid was, to late 90s? This was, uh, or early 90s. Early this 90s, was, uh, okay. 92 was when I got okay. out of the uh, active duty side, so uh, early 90s. Yeah, um, and you would have been a prime. We hey, we wouldn't have turned you down for anything. <laughs> so you guys we would have, we would have snatched you up. That's right, and, yeah, and given and you. A, a uh, that's why programs like that are so good yeah. because there's uh, there's, there's a, a need lot for of them. people who fall through yeah. the cracks yep. and have potential. I like to think I had potential and and uh, turned around and and it was kind of fun to reapply to uh, to switch into the Army Nurse Corps yeah. from uh, you know from having been told that I wasn't uh, wasn't cut out for that. Uh, and to come back and and uh, be able to do that yeah and so uh that that kind of turned things that way and uh i got uh, got back into the reserves with uh through nursing um it was a time that was also a time when nurses 
uh, nurse practitioners weren't recognized by the Army. So I had this entire skill set uh, because of my EMT background. I'd done a lot of focus on emergency medicine. Um, and I came in with a skill set that, you know, once again, the Army wasn't going to recognize or use. What it, so uh, did they want to have you do something completely yeah, different they wanted they wanted they needed and wanted nurses and uh-huh. so what the army envisioned me doing was to, to fill uh your uh typical nursing nursing uh jobs working working on one of the uh, surgical wards yeah. or uh you know you could work your way through into icu lots of lots of fantastic opportunities but uh, I really hadn't come into this with a lot of, of actual nursing experience. I went straight through the two programs. So uh, I graduated and, you know, as, a, as a nurse practitioner, and that being my, uh, my really my whole background was, was focused uh, on this, uh, this extra skill set. And so uh, that, that made things it was kind of difficult with the Army because mm-hmm. they wanted me to do one thing that I felt, one, I wasn't trained for, and two, wasn't, you know, we're back to, that's not what I want to do. Um, right. And again, that's not, you know, they call it service for a reason. Yes. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, you don't get to choose everything, but I was still, uh, I was still defiant. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but that led to uh, the special operations community saw things in a broader picture. And so um, they saw uh, nursing and, and having a nurse practitioner um, degree and skill set that wasn't uh, not even recognized by the Army. Army Special Operations said, we see it. We know what it so is. Who, who so who contacts who? They uh, find you or you find out about them and just it float it? both. And I'd love to say, you know, they sought me out. Right. because I. But, no, I, I okay. sought them out. Right. You know, um, all this sort of kind of simultaneously happened with 9-11. Um, so I was looking for, you know, uh, a way in, you know, I was looking for like a lot of people, revenge, a lot of things, yeah. you know, a lot of ways to put it, but I was looking for, uh, for a new job and, uh, I wanted, uh, wanted in, you know, I didn't want to sit, uh, stateside in, a uh, reserve unit, uh, not, not doing something. And, uh, I wanted to use the skills that I had. And so, uh, that, played in nicely and I you know I contacted I kind of again fell into things uh, I asked for any job post 9-11 and so um, within a month I was on orders and I was uh, providing uh, medical services at uh, Fort McClellan which ironically was the former home of the uh, NBC school uh, my oh, original wow. yeah. original school so is, all is been this there back at, in Georgia uh, or where is this uh, this is in Alabama okay and uh, well, not so, too far from so the suddenly Olympics. I'm back uh, Fort McClellan had been closed down uh, they're no longer housed the uh, the NBC program and so uh, but I'm back I know this post you know backwards and had you had kids the first time you were there uh first time i was there i had not newlywed okay uh, no kids Uh, but now you're back with a family and i've got a family this time and and uh and actually because of the nature of what was going on with 9-11 we were separated Mm. my family was back in north carolina and uh i went to alabama to do this and uh you know while i'm there while i'm at my old stomping grounds uh Part of what was going on there was uh, they were taking units like what I used to be in with the uh, uh, chemical, uh, particularly chemical decon, uh, decontamination specialists, and they were converting them uh, from a war side mission, uh, a war mission to, you know, operating overseas in a, in a war, uh, wartime theater to doing civilian defense tasks. Uh, so these uh, these these units were going to go and be stationed in New York City and Los Angeles and other big cities that we thought might be targets for mm, right. uh, f- further terrorism yep. and and they might have be, been targets for right, all we know to right, be honest you know, and they'd be stationed there ready to uh, to, to clean things up yeah that's uh, horrible to and, think about and so it turned out I'm there to provide direct medical support I'm going to be the the clinic guy I'm going to help people when they get hurt you know if they get sick whatever's going on. Um, but it turns out while I'm there, the uh, you know, hey, they're they're converting these units. That happens to be my old specialty, and they have to teach them how to decon patients. And so that's its own animal because you have to have some medical skills, or at least an understanding of you know, it's fine to clean the chemical uh, uh, chemical agents off of your off of this patient. But if they die from their injuries in the process, right it was pointless and so so is it kind of like um, all roads are are kind of coming together for you yeah, where you know, have you and, not and, had uh, this all yeah. this other previous experience that really yeah. wouldn't have led you to this things place. really fell in yeah. and, and having that skill i was able to not only help with 
teaching these units. But uh, ironically, at the same time, um, special forces units uh, were ramping up to uh, to rotate in over over to yeah. Afghanistan, yep. and they were training there as well because the uh, a big piece of the base was. Uh, owned by the Alabama National Guard and uh, 20th Special Forces Group. Um, so I had direct interactions with these guys, uh, their medics, and uh, their, uh, their, um, their training and everything going on. And that was kind of where it's like, oh, hey, these special operations guys recognize these are the guys, these, these uh, special forces medics are coming in to talk to me ask me questions, confirm what they're doing, if they're doing the right thing with their guys. And so that led to um, realizing that special operations could offer kind of what I was looking for. Yeah. And so uh, that, that started the whole thing. And uh, six months later, I'd managed to get myself transferred in through uh, the reserve system into uh, special operations command uh, through civil affairs. Which is um, where? So that's out of Fort Bragg, North Carolina. Okay, yeah. Uh, and then uh, now, why is your family in North Carolina? Why you're all, so in Alabama? I was back to being a reservist. And okay. So during all this time leading up to 9/11, we had settled into North Carolina. All right. Um, you know, and I was doing the weekend a month thing. Um, gotcha. And and um, working, doing, you know, learning, learning uh, more skills, just kind of. Uh, I had uh, several positions already as a nurse practitioner in the region, you know, worked my way through these jobs kind of towards the what I envisioned for myself, right. which was an, a very independently operating um, jack-of-all-trades medic, you know, where I could handle about anything that got thrown at mm -hmm. me. Um, and so, uh, little did you know, exactly. that, that yeah, was again, coming full where, circle where all this stuff, what, yeah. it, uh, what it means. And so, uh, it was kind of a weird twist where, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this thing in North Carolina as a civilian and six months later, I'm doing exactly what I was doing and I'm doing it in Afghanistan. Uh, and add in so when do you get at you and a bunch of other stuff. Going when do you get it. deployed <laughs> then? So, so, uh, so I got deployed in, um, late summer of uh, 02 um, okay and uh, not even a year into yeah, the war yeah i went to went to fort bragg for some additional training and uh train up uh made some more contacts within the special operations community kind of you know looking i was really interested in the things that special forces did and does and uh you know made some more contacts there and then uh, not long after i got in theater i had the opportunity to um, transfer over to that side mm -hmm. and uh, that sort of steered everything else that uh, one way or another has happened since then. Yeah. So you get over um, there, uh, are you on the ground as they're bringing injured in? Are you going out to the, uh, what's going on? Or are you able to talk about that kind uh, of stuff? Yeah, I don't know anything super I, secret, so I don't yeah, want to give it away. Know, it's, I tell you, you know, the old joke, I tell you, but then I have to kill, kill you, you right, this yeah, interview uh, and destroy your uh, tapes. Exactly. So. Uh, uh, yeah, I love my family just in case we need to no, it was, broadcast uh, that life. Uh, you know, I got in, uh, got in theater and, and it was right at a point coming in where you know a lot of a lot of the general appearance of things uh, with what was being shown stateside things were were calm and suppressed and uh, and they were in some areas and they weren't in other areas yeah. and so I got in theater and uh, you know again started realizing you know I don't want to just sit here in a nice secure base you know in the middle of the city and and uh, um, kind of feel like I'm, I'm are you an adrenaline junkie or you want to you want to be where you feel you'd be most effective yeah what? probably a little of both okay uh definitely you know an interest in, in not sitting around yeah. and finding things that that are more a little more thrilling and and definitely feeling like I came here to do something yeah I can make a difference and impact I can do some good here but not as much good as I'm really capable of doing mm -hmm. and so um, you know, getting away from that environment, getting out to the uh, the farther reaches where things weren't safe and stable, and where you know s skills that I had could make the difference in life and death. Um, you know, and it sounds dramatic, but it's that's it's reality. Just the reality yeah. of it. You know, and in, in at so many different levels. And uh, one of the interesting things that did happen that uh, you know my one of those cool side stories was uh, I was in the in the primary base for about six weeks to begin with uh and uh the day i got there i get grabbed by this guy and no not wearing a uniform uh, who tells me he's a u.s army doctor 
um, and tells me I need to come with him. And, you know, being the fool that I am, I get in the car with him, get in the, get in the vehicle and, and take off. And we leave this fire base or leave this base in the city. And uh, he tells me after we were in the vehicle and leaving, you know, what we're going to do, you know, while I'm meanwhile thinking, you know, this could be the last time anyone ever hears from me, yeah. <laughs> you know, no, don't know this guy from anybody, right. but, uh, the King of Afghanistan had, uh, wow. had come back from Italy in the, in the process of all this, uh, yeah. as things had gotten safer and it's, uh, the capital city Kabul had become, yeah. uh, secure and, and, uh, he came back from Italy. Um, he had had some bad experiences with some, uh, some of the, uh, other, NATO countries, uh, medical systems, um, and only wanted American doctors taking care of them. Hmm. And so here I am a, uh, nurse practitioner from North Carolina who is, uh, is suddenly put in front of the King of Afghanistan right. and told by this doctor, you know, Hey, we've got today and then I'm leaving. So here he is, you know, make the introduction and, uh, rapidly get me some credentials to get in and out of the palace and uh here you go and so um for the first uh, about uh six weeks of being in afghanistan my one of my daily jobs was wow. checking on this guy going no over kidding. checking make sure he's in in good health and you know doesn't need uh he had some chronic health problems mm-hmm. and uh he was uh at the time was in his uh 80s which is mm-hmm. unheard of for an afghan yeah. you know that's 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 called living in italy yeah um, yeah exactly it, it's a whole other animal with the, some of the views on the king because of his living in Italy mm-hmm. while everyone else suffered. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I found it to be a, an incredibly rich opportunity to hear stories of how Afghanistan used to be. His father was considered uh, maybe the greatest king of Afghanistan. Mm. Uh, he had his English was good, the, uh, or did you? Are you speaking yeah, to a translator he, so most of the time? We used the translator. He had limited English. Okay. Uh, at the at the longer I was in country, the more I was able to. Uh, he spoke Dari. You know, another thing okay. in Afghanistan is there's many so many, many languages, da- yeah. and so um, I learned some Dari. I could communicate. Mm-hmm. Uh, the basics in Dari, particularly with regard to medical Health, symptoms yeah, uh-huh. and things. Uh, and then he had very limited English, probably had about as many English words as I had Dari. Yeah. Uh, and then he spoke Italian. And so I, uh, I had an interpreter who spoke Italian and English. And so we worked, we worked through Italian mostly, okay. uh, you know, and then, uh, he would, uh, he would tell, you know, tell me stories of when he was a kid and, stories of his dad and just all kinds of you know just a rich opportunity right. to do something you're not that, thinking uh, when you go over there that not even remotely, <laughs> you're literally gonna hit the ground running you know, and, and again, be treating that's, the king. that's already the difference in getting into the special operations side of yeah. things was that wouldn't have even been possible otherwise right. uh you know he um meanwhile the other thing i'm thinking is if this guy dies on my watch i'll never work again <laughs> you know he killed the no king kidding. yeah <laughs> Might, yeah, you might not make it out of the palace. You right. Know? I mean, you know, that kind of thing. It's No matter what, it's, you know, he should have died a long time ago, right. but I'm going to get blamed at mm-hmm. this stage. So um, that was that was kind of one of the cooler things to um, to do, you know, and then he, he died without an heir, so he was the last king, hmm. you know. So I, it's almost like the title of a cheesy movie, you know, that, yeah. that I took care of the last yeah, king of yeah. Afghanistan. Wow, so, you're right. Uh, and he didn't die on my watch. Yeah. Ooh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, that, that that's, was, that's a bragging that rights for you neat, there. You know, uh, and as appealing as that was, because there was a lot of merit to that, I was, you know, he would call sometimes in the middle of the night because a, a relative, and yeah, for Afghans, yeah. a relative can be extremely distant, their family. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, I uh, more than once had uh, an armored... Uh, SUV show up at the gates uh, with a bunch of guys with AK-47s telling the gate guards they needed me and uh, you know I uh, uh, the commander understood uh, the mission and what what it entailed and uh, you know armed with uh, minimal uh, you know minimal means to protect myself I'm uh, I'm jumping in this SUV with a bunch of big guys with guns and we're leaving and we're going off you know we'll we leave the gate and we turn and it's like okay the palace is the other direction where are we going Mm -hmm. tonight Uh, no interpreter um, you know uh, 
there's my adventure and excitement. Yeah, and here it is, the guy that corporate America didn't want. Exactly. Uh, but the Look king of Afghanistan <laughs> is pounding on right? his tent, <laughs> begging him to come. That's yep. amazing. Yeah, that's, that's wild. Like, yeah, I'm not going to name companies because it never got uh, no, that far. No, that's but, still, yeah, that's just, funny that's how so ironic. It takes a turn, yep. you know. It, uh, so I had, my, I had my adventure. I had things, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't enough. It wasn't yeah. where I needed to be, and and. Um, you know, so I made the decision to walk away from that and uh, got uh, transfer into a uh, special forces unit to uh, to work directly as, as a still medic. Afghanistan, uh, still in Afghanistan. Okay. Um, although arguably we we crossed into some other countries. Yeah, yeah, we, we, yeah <laughs> we don't have to talk about that. Part. Yeah, but what um, about so? Are you have you um, re-upped? Is this the same tour of duty, or yeah, have you gone home uh, and back and forth? I'm I'm in with them at this okay. point. Just a, an in theater transfer, they okay. call it. Uh, and I went through some training with them to to learn uh, more and to uh, make sure that uh, that I can cut the mustard. What, so to what speak. give me a sense? Can you give me a sense of what's the fear level? Are you thinking at any point this could be? You know, you had already mentioned when you went out with that doctor, maybe <laughs> then nobody will ever find you again. But is that a constant, or is it something so buried deep that you can't even think about it? It's 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 really more buried deep and yeah. that's probably a coping mechanism right. as well as a honestly the one of the things that that uh you know i don't want to again i don't don't even like to brag about i'm not even trying to brag about myself one of the things i've learned is that those kind of situations i just go the opposite direction it doesn't mm-hmm. uh i don't get hyped up and more afraid it's just there's a calm in it that that this is just what i'm supposed to do yeah this is i'm gonna this is you know I've asked for it. This is what I'm supposed to do, and and so um, that works. You know, it was. Uh, and I guess can, that's what let me do things like jump into that SUV right, in the middle of the night. Right. Can you can you take me into? Um, is your injury amputation is all that related to yeah, this time? It, so it isn't. You know, and another one of those things where um, whether it's fate, uh, dumb luck, or you did this to yourself kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, you know, in this, uh, I got my assignment out to the to the sticks. You know, we were. Is this two thousand? Uh, what year? Two thousand three. It's okay. I'll and so now. we're out. Uh, we're out in a province near Pakistan. Um, we're covering a pretty large area of the theater. Uh, the way they broke things up among the various uh, uh, special operations forces that were out there. Uh, the way they broke things up, we had a pretty good area, to, large area to operate in, and so. Um, you know, I'm out. I'm uh, one of two medics that is uh, in charge of both, both a fire base um, with a very small U.S. contingent uh, and a um, the greater picture. You know, the uh, covering the patrols that we uh, we have going out. That uh, one of us needed to be with every patrol going out. Needed the medic along mm-hmm. with uh, in case something happened. So um, it gave me a lot of you know that original what I was looking for getting out. Um, yep. Ironically, you know, I had a had a couple of different things happen because stuff happens all the time when you're when you're operating in these environments. You know, injuries are common, and uh, you you weigh injuries against you know showstoppers, um, something that slows that slows the show down like an intermission, and then you know the stuff that you just keep on moving through, and and uh, what eventually you know in the long term cost me my leg was uh was one of those uh you move right through it and uh uh, i was outside of the wire we go out uh we go outside of the primary uh walls of the fire base for training and and our operations and then uh we had uh the area had been generally cleared of landmines or marked and we had some some courses you could go out and and uh uh, do your fitness you know not have to run uh, 400 laps around the uh, the inside walls of okay. the base to get uh, to get a two mile run in. He could run out. We had about a uh, six kilometer course cleared. You could run out and back. Um, there were some dips in that. There were some areas. The uh, we had a, a guard in a, in a uh, uh, tower that could see most of the time. So uh, had somebody with a weapon watching you as you went. Hmm. Uh, but there were some low spots and some dips out there. And so I went out on uh, one of you know, a whole bunch of runs that I'd been on. And uh, that particular day, there was some old villages. There was a, a lot of old uh, ruins out in this area. And uh, uh, somebody somebody out there uh, 
you know, it's not too hard to watch from afar and probably figured out, uh, you know, an easy spot that, uh, that we were out in. And if you can't see the guard tower, the guard tower can't see right. you and, uh, shot off, uh, an RPG, uh, that, uh, didn't hit me just, uh, it hit, uh, because of the terrain. So, and you're that, by your, uh, are you by yourself? Or are you running with buddies? Yeah, I'm out by myself. Okay. Uh, we had, we would ruck and do this. Uh, we go out on this course, you know, somebody you was felt out there pretty secure as secure yeah, as you probably could, yeah. but you generally go out with a minimum of a, of a pistol and a radio mm-hmm. and, uh, so that you can communicate and you can, uh, can defend. at least defend yeah. yourself up close, you know, and this was, uh, somebody shot this thing. It blew up nearby. You know, I felt the concussion, the dirt, uh, you know, felt stuff hit, but there was no, uh, it wasn't like some dramatic uh, Hollywood scene or anything else. No tinnitus, just, your ears aren't ringing. They're ringing, okay. yeah. It was definitely enough okay. to, uh, you know, ears That's what I think of Hollywood. A little you know, bit of disoriented, uh, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, you know, I wasn't, uh, you know, thrown through the air. Oh, know, I and, see. Uh, like, yeah, Rambo yeah, you know, style. And I, I uh, you know, my immediate thing is like, where'd it come from? You know, is there a guy nearby that, is going to try again to to kill me um you know don't can't don't see anybody uh find a you know get to a lower spot on the on the trail which uh which also involves in some cases and and in this case taking a risk of dropping into the areas where there's it's uncertain about landmines so uh get the risk of hitting a landmine in the process and uh you know i uh i call for help and uh they send out uh you know within uh a minute or so i've got you know trucks and guns and more people out there and mm-hmm. they, uh, they swept the area didn't couldn't find anybody um you know i i no lo- trace a, of where it came from either yeah I mean, no no trace of where it came from you know because i it was it took me by enough surprise yeah. it wasn't uh you know somebody just shot it was uh it was pretty much uh, I was you know, the moment of the explosion was what ha- you know yeah. what i knew when i knew somebody targeted me yeah. and so um, you know, at that point, it's like, oh, you know, I'm bleeding. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, um, where is is there a ton of pain? You're still in shock. What? Yeah, there wasn't a lot of pain, and okay. and you know, just a quick, quick, you know, doing doing my own assessment because I, you know, yeah, I'm yeah. a medic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and there's I can see I've got you know looks lots of little puncture wounds and okay. uh, uh, more on my right leg than my left leg and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it's uh, okay so nothing's bleeding severely you know did you have fine. movement uh, yeah okay. yeah you know everything worked uh, mm-hmm. this really was that uh, you know gonna gonna keep on operating right through this you mm-hmm. know could do whatever so I go back to the fire base uh, clean things up you know pick out anything visible and, and uh, wash everything and and uh, start myself on some antibiotics because everything's contaminated and uh and move on you know not a not really that big of a deal and really so were you uh, able to walk yeah yeah you know again this is superficial this thing hit it hit something uh it hit the rocks uh you know from the look of it it splattered off uh splattered off some of the there's a lot of rocky outcroppings this Mm -hmm. you know for anybody that hasn't seen pictures of afghanistan yet for some reason it's it's not the open desert right. uh, you envision it's uh it's rocky caves uh, and, yep. mountains yep. uh you know lots of uh lots of hills and outcrops and this thing splattered off of uh splattered off of that and what i got was the like collateral you know, you know uh, yeah stuff, yeah you know, spray it's, it's been slowed down broken up and and otherwise you know not lethal anymore um and so you know cleaned things up and moved on and uh uh, I had had some other injuries while I was there, uh, stayed in theater with all of this. Um, and then when I got back to, uh, to Fort Bragg, uh, we saw how, that's which when, is how long this was another gosh, three months, two months. So do you um, keep operating as normal? Like you're yeah. going out, you're doing your thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. You know, again, it's, it's the timing of it, you know, at our, uh, at this point in the in the, uh, in the war, we've got uh, I think at the time we officially had around thirteen thousand yeah. uh, troops in Probably theater, did. and they the majority were concentrated in particular areas. We we were out there. We had a twelve man team with another twelve man team occupying space next door. Um, uh, a couple of uh, civil affairs teams of four to six people and some counterintelligence guys and a, a really small. Uh, security force uh, to uh, to protect the the walls the area you know within the walls and so uh, that was typical there wasn't 
there wasn't a lot of backup. There wasn't uh, there wasn't a, a large force just down the road to uh, to come in. You know, we were it, mm-hmm. and so uh, to take out fifty percent of the medical assets. Yeah, I was gonna say so. You know, right there with no guarantees of someone else. You know, the reason I stepped into this position was, you know, special forces was already short medics and so there were teams out there operating with one medic um everyone on the team's cross-trained so you've got skills within everybody but still only one medic and so being the second medic i didn't want to um leave and and felt this responsibility uh, this burden to to stay yeah yeah so we got back to fort bragg and and took care of things there Uh, you know i had surgery to uh to clean that up fix my knees, get, uh, get things all. Had you had uh, any, any lingering pain and all that from not really the from wound? the, not from that, you know, I'd had some, uh, I blew out both knees and, and, uh, ruptured a disc in my back. Uh, you know, again, a lot of things happen while you're mm-hmm. there. So we had, uh, wrecked, uh, you know, wrecked trucks a couple of times, drove one off of a, a dry waterfall, uh, at night, uh, wow. you know, different things, uh, not wearing seat belts because mm-hmm. we were we were using uh, small toy. We were using Toyota Hilux pickups, mm-hmm. which is uh, basically the uh, the crew cab short bed uh, pickup that you'd see here in the in the Toyota Tacomas, and um, not a lot of room when you get a guy in there with full full yeah, kit on. Right, and, right. Uh, buckle you know, up. By yeah. the way, we're going to put five big guys in here, four big guys in here. Um, so, you know, the, we tended to not wear the seatbelts. And so think you hit, you, you had your collisions with the inside of the vehicle and, and, uh, you know, again, you moved on. So then what, what um, goes, what wrong might be the, not the word to <laughs> use here, but what goes wrong with your recovery from the surgeries that lead to, uh, amputation and complications and all yeah, that. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, everything seemed really good for a while. Cause you're probably not uh, even thinking that's a possibility at this point. You, you, I'm not, you yeah. know, I'm not, I'm, I'm, this was, again, this was minor, you know, we had, uh, we had a guy, uh, lose, lose a leg in, you know, in, in theater, mm-hmm. lose a leg, uh, you know, in our, uh, um, in our area of operations, one of the guys on uh, on the the second team lost his leg. You know when uh, um, they would take uh, mines and and remine roads behind you. They would uh, they'd rig them into IEDs. You know lots mm-hmm. of uh, lots of ways everywhere you go. Someone's trying to kill you. Uh, we had already had someone lose a leg. Um, you know had other other injuries and so. I'm not even thinking about mine at that stage. Yeah. You know, it's it was it was minor enough that, you know, there's bigger things going on, and so, um, you know, it was really uh, I did pretty well after they got things fixed at Fort Bragg. Um, I had some I had some leg pain. I shouldn't say I didn't have any pain. I I had some joint pain as a result of everything. Um, you know, it. But you're walking, uh, is, again, running, I'm walking, doing running, whatever. Back okay. to you know, my focus was getting fit for duty so wait is this 2004 now uh we're still we're still into 2003 late 2003 yeah getting into november 2003 by this point and uh you know my focus is getting fit for duty so i can go back Mm -hmm. you know that's uh the war's not over uh we're in iraq now as well so you know it's uh it's get fit and go back um I started having infections, you know, and that mm. was the first sign that something wasn't right. Uh, I, I continued to have some, you know, that, that knee and, and a little bit of leg pain, yeah. um, along with continuing to just, I'm, I'm in a, in an airborne unit, uh, you know, jumping out of airplanes and helicopters and, and, uh, running around in the field with, with, uh, you know, combat gear plus medical gear. You, you sprain ankles and you injure knees anyway. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm re-injuring my, uh, particularly my knee, uh, you know, more uh, more and more. And uh, then I started developing these infections. Uh, Is this, now are you back or are you home? Uh, I'm home at this stage. When the infections yeah. start. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and so, uh, uh, you know, now I'm missing, uh, starting to miss duty for these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, uh, we had an Iraq deployment that uh, at the time had, uh, had injured that leg again. Um, and uh, was was on a delayed status for the deployment, 
uh, because I was on crutches and in a cast and and uh, you're in no condition to go. You know, can't yeah, yeah yeah much as I would like to go that's probably pretty stupid mm-hmm. even for me right <laughs> um, and so uh, you know all this going on it really I still didn't there still wasn't a big picture thing it was just unrelated events you know but these infections uh, ultimately turned out because I had this crap in my leg um, I had some hardware in there uh, you know some some orthopedic screws that uh, uh, had been there from from uh, previous injuries um, it was just places for bugs to hide still mm-hmm. and so uh, these bugs would lay in lay dormant in my system uh, and then uh, decide to come back up you know something how long do you battle these infections uh, all the way up till the last one came out in 2014 uh, August of 2014 and uh, or late July and uh, just ate my leg up uh, that one was the one that went from um, bad to um, really, really, really bad. Mm-hmm. It almost killed me. I was going to uh, say, uh, at point, what point you is know, your life threatened? Yeah, through this, uh, you know, the uh, most people have heard of necrotizing fasciitis, and so the uh, the infection in my lower leg turned into necrotizing fasciitis. Um, it's uh, it's in the joints, uh, it's in the in the bone. It's uh, it's now also gotten out and into my bloodstream, right. and so it's, and, yeah, yeah, my kidneys are wanting to shut down. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm I'm effectively dying. This thing's killing me, and uh, I think at some point in there, it was about a ten percent chance to live with the combination of everything that was going on. And so, um, you know, really the focus became who cares about the leg. Right. Keep who, him alive. Who has that? Who has that conversation first? Does the doctor bring it to your attention, or are you bringing it up? Like, hey, what? I was bringing it up actually. Yeah. I was. Knowing what I you just know. kept. You know, right. I'm like, just cut my leg off. Just cut my leg off. Okay. You know, just just end this. Get the leg off my body. You know, I was mad because they weren't doing that. You know, it turns out they weren't doing it because they were trying to save my life. Right. And they also had the foresight to know that you know every inch of leg saved, if it's going to get cut off translates into function you know the longer you the more leg you save the more functional you're gonna be so they were trying to give me a fighting chance after an amputation Mm -hmm. um so once i survived the uh all the the you know the uh infection the course of the infection and and uh they felt like they got that out of my system. I was finally off of uh, off of antibiotics. And you still had your leg. I uh, still had the leg, okay. but at this point, the uh, the leg had become completely useless. The, mm-hmm. My knee was fused. My ankle was uh, partially fused, uh, just due to uh, that was the damage the infection caused. Uh, it uh, destroyed the joints uh, along with the soft tissue, and then the when the bone when my body was trying to grow the the bone back for the joints, it kind of got miscommunicated because of all the infection going on and created bone where there wasn't supposed to be bone and so ended up with your legs like atrophied too uh, it is point, the muscles yeah. are not only they had had to cut out a lot of muscle but the muscle left is severely atrophied mm-hmm. um and i can't use my knee or my ankle and uh we stopped uh, about two weeks after the antibiotics um after i finished the antibiotics the infection came back you know and so oh the writing gosh. was just on the wall for right. me because um, any options they talk about with with saving the leg and and maybe getting it back to function um, hinge around a, a minimum of a year being infection free and so every time the infection would come back that clock's going to start over yeah and so that was the point it's like the leg's got to come off now and and this is t- 2014 now we've hit uh, 2014 still uh, and then we were uh, I was able to or had it electively amputated in February of uh, 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so that was another one of those. Uh, at Walt, uh, is this Fort Bragg, Walter this is, uh, Reed? Or is now this? I'm at uh, now I'm in Georgia. My wife's okay. family's from Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a whole another side story in that, you know, of, of PTSD and the effects of brain injuries that you know has kind of multiple paths here. Now we're mm-hmm. we've gone. I've gone from Fort Bragg and and uh, being in North Carolina to um, you know going back reserve status and then uh, making the decision to move to Georgia. Uh, and so now, uh, you, you got uh, to choose that or as a reservist, you do. Okay. That's another, that's an advantage okay. to the reserves is you can essentially seek out your own assignments right. and, uh, and take those. And so, um, I was getting worse physically. Uh, I was not able to jump out of airplanes anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it was clear that I was probably not going to be able to deploy the things that, that 
meant something militarily were, were fading yeah. you know, being taken away it, from not the, just probably um, militarily they, they probably meant something emotionally right? most definitely I mean, that I mean, was that's part of the that's part of the problem were. with transition right. is you you know lose loss of that identity mm-hmm. uh, because it is a it really is a uh, a whole identity um so you know we had uh, we'd moved to georgia to be closer to family um uh, it is, it's almost like uh, in the military they'll do bereavement assignments. If, uh, right. You know, this yeah. is like for you. Yeah, for me was it's that. the ability to, yeah, to, Emotional to take support. this on ourselves yeah. Yeah, and go where we have the best support and yeah. go where things are going to be the best for, for our kids. And, you know, and thinking of, uh, you know, uh, medical care, we've got a, a major, a much bigger medical center in, in Georgia than, than at Fort Bragg. Um, so generally a good place to be mm-hmm. for the the place the state that i was in at that point and uh you know somewhere in all that the uh you know my world came crashing down uh it, it uh, uh came crashing down mentally not just physically okay. you know and that's uh that's the side that that uh really hits you like a ton of bricks because you know i'm strong i'm a i'm a i'm a I've yeah. been in in Afghanistan and, and yeah. I've done special forces things and I've done you know I was uh, I was doing uh, my emergency responder stuff had escalated up to where mm-hmm. I was working with law enforcement as a SWAT medic real similar to what you get to do in, hey, in you are the personal <laughs> medic for the king of yeah. Afghanistan so your resume <laughs> at this point but but emotionally and mentally yeah you're it, it's it's just it, it, starting to come apart. Okay. You know, there was a there was a long period of, of covering some covering things up, even to myself. Mm-hmm. You know, refusing to acknowledge feelings that are there and who's noticing who's noticing form. who's noticing it who's saying it, something to you. You about. know, my family, my okay. wife, my kids. They know. You know, dad is in a really bad way. It's you know, physically things had gotten bad from the from the the infections and the the problems coming from the infections. I'm taking pain meds, uh, you know, I'm taking lots of pain meds. Um, there was a long period where to stay fit for duty, the Army was happy to keep giving me pain meds. Um, and I'm, I'm uh, you know, I'm feeling like I'm functioning, but those, those are just covering things up yeah. and, and actually making them worse. And, uh, you know, that just suddenly just all fell apart. You know, and there's not, uh, it's hard to say what really made it fall apart, but everything that was working suddenly wasn't working anymore. What, what did it what did it look like when things fell apart like um, um you know it's it's outbursts uh, uh withdrawn i mean what you know i had uh i'm going through uh you know i'm going through the effects of being on pain medicines you know mm-hmm. so i've got uh you know i've got uh, cravings to take them i've got yeah. uh, i'm taking pain meds to avoid the withdrawal effects of not taking pain meds i'm in this vicious stew yeah. You know, meanwhile, those pain meds have helped to mask PTSD and, and uh, probably the effects of, of brain injury, uh, you know, mask it really well so that I'm functioning and doing things. And then all of a sudden I can't anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, you just get to a point the, the you can't take enough of the pain meds to have the effect it used to have so that it it covers things up. And so suddenly you just I can't push out the bad feelings and I can't push out the you know, this darkness, this cloud that is yeah. over, seems like it's over everything in my life. And so, um, you know, this is all in this this mashup between about 2009 and, uh, and you know, when my leg got completely what, trashed was in the leg Was the leg the breaking point for You know, it? the leg was almost the healing point. Oh, okay. Oddly enough, all it's right. one of those weird things where all the bad stuff led up to the point that the leg needed to come off. Mm-hmm. And... Um, cutting the leg off I don't know why probably because now I have an outward sign of everything that's gone on you know mm-hmm. I'm not um, everything's not just inside me suddenly people see the missing leg and they um, they recognize what's gone on they recognize you know it's very visible where PTSD traumatic brain injury the hidden wounds of war yeah. you know we don't see those and so People don't acknowledge him. We don't want to talk about him. We don't want to accept that that soldier, uh, that Marine, whoever, that looks so great in uniform we're so proud of might be going through a lot of really bad shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they're, uh, you know, having my leg cut off, suddenly people are, you know, thank you for your service. And and suddenly... Um, it's just that? 
you know, start putting you in the right direction, you know, pushing you in the right direction. It was, it was, it was part of the big picture. You okay. know, the losing the leg was probably a, uh, a big factor because it suddenly made a lot of internal things very outward. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, getting uh right around the time just before really losing the use of the leg and then losing the leg i got my service dog um mm-hmm. rory, rory really turned mm-hmm. some things around for the whole family the uh the entire family dynamic took this major pivot when we got rory um how, you know, how old is rory uh, now rory's seven now so he was still a puppy ish he was pretty much you, yeah. 18 19 months old okay. and very puppy ish mm-hmm. so you still <laughs> had to much, break, uh, even though he was a certified <laughs> service dog by that point right yeah you had to kind of ease him in you were his first yeah he was owner. i was his first yeah. we were he was my first service dog yeah. and i was his first uh human mm-hmm. <laughs> beyond trainers and such and yeah. and uh you know so he was a great he's a great dog you know and and he's a lot like me he tested every limit mm-hmm. <laughs> you know found the boundaries pushed beyond him um you know came back when he felt like he needed to and and you know we we worked out this dynamic over a couple of months together where you know really, we really came to an understanding with how things were going to work with us and and uh you know meanwhile everything in the family is kind of rosier because this dog is coming that's to our incredible life. You know, and I don't want to make it sound like the, you know, it's just the dog because, you know, meanwhile, you know, I've gotten some treatment for some things. My family's gotten some treatment mm-hmm. and for some things. We've had a lot of help from outside organizations who are getting resources for us, you know, and, and uh, my wife has stayed with me through all this. Uh, how and, many years? Uh, how many years? 30 married? years in uh, incredible. less than a month. That is incredible for everything <laughs> so, that you've been through. Yeah. 30 yeah. years. Is... It's something that shouldn't be in all this, and yeah. that it is. And so... You married well, obviously. Um, apparently, I did. I they always told me I married up. Mm, yeah. but I didn't really know what it mm-hmm. meant before. So, well, I, I I've met her, and she's off camera right now. But uh, yes, you did great job. Great job. Because she's in you the chose room. well. Not You're just good, saying it because she's in the room. You're a good decision maker. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so there was a lot of forces that really came together. Yeah. You know, and it was, uh, um, it just was the was the turn. You know, and I think losing the leg just gave. Uh, gave me the freedom to let go of some things mm-hmm. you know beyond the physical and it's again it's it's kind of almost too cliched yeah. but Symbolic. it really is kind of what happened there yeah. was just uh that just continued this shift from uh from being this collective ball of stuff that was a real jerk to trying to become human again yeah. um you know and all these things that came into play that uh that just turned things around for and me and you are such a go-getter that you're there's uh is it america service dog association or something you're like on the board yeah, uh, tell so me about rory, that rory came from america's vet dogs okay uh, america's vet dogs and uh they uh and the uh the guide dog foundation for the blind that's their their parent organization uh-huh. um out of new york uh long island and they um they've done so much getting the service dog meant so much you know the way it turned the family around and and I had a thing for dogs anyway, but it mm. was seeing what the power of the dog and the healing power of the dog so beyond me, you know. And so I, uh, I wanted to give back. So I've, uh, I've, have uh, gotten on the board of directors um, as a volunteer, and and I, uh, I give time to. Um, I sit with a lot of people with a lot of initials behind their names that mm-hmm. can talk about things from a business standpoint that are just over my head uh but i can i can talk about the realities you know when yeah. you're going to spend money what what you're, is you're the expert in the room the, yeah. you know the reminder that that uh you know at the end of the day it's about getting these dogs to veterans uh and first responders um hmm. getting these dogs to to change lives and so um if i don't do anything else you know that's my job uh is to, are, to are remind you, them of that are you in do you think you're in this good of a place mentally without Rory? I'd say no, um, but that. And I'm not feeling you know, like we're not. This is not a PSA no, for exactly. This. It's not. It's just I want to know. It's like not. it really it's, could a could an animal make um, that much of a difference? I think and, it does. Yeah. And I think it's just it's just a neutral, non-judgmental. I'm there mm-hmm. for everybody, you know, mm-hmm. and it just uh, it just changes the. You know, it changes the mood. If if nothing else, it creates an opening because I'm calmer, I'm nicer, I'm uh, 
Uh, it's really hard to, you know, talk baby, talk to your dog, and, you know, you're, you pet yeah. them, and they're there for you, and then turn around and, and jump down somebody's throat. Yeah. You know, so you, you just change it's the a, family, like family dynamic. And, yeah, you create a, that, yeah. And you create a window where people yeah. are, we're, we can, we're nicer, and we can start to actually talk and work things out. And I love so that. He really did, you know, and, and one of my things I say is, you know, it took a, a – an animal to you know make me more human yeah and uh that's and that's what he's done so i uh and i'm gonna wrap this up in just a second but uh you uh wife of 30 years she's getting ready to retire yeah right? and ride off into the sunset <laughs> with you uh you've got literally a son, yeah, <laughs> a son who is in the air force academy yeah right uh, mechanical engineer uh, is mechanical engineering okay. and he's uh third year there so. you're not proud of him at all i nah, get it and a, then uh and then your daughter is <laughs> uh, in dentistry school she is, or, uh, okay. she's in dental school okay. now uh she's uh started her second year of dental school and, and joining she is already in she's oh, okay. uh, she had to outdo her brother because she's okay. the big sister so uh-huh. uh he's a cadet until he graduates and then he'll become a second lieutenant yep um, she just took the short route and got into dental school, and, and they made her a second lieutenant right that. away. In, so. de- in demand. Yeah. So, so my question, <laughs> so what's next for you? Um, you know, I am, uh, I've started a nonprofit. Okay. Uh, in adaptive sports has been a go-to over the last mm. few years, and that was, again, something that would not have been available had I not lost my leg. Um, and that became real meaningful too in, in uh, healing and recovery. And, and it also got me out, met a lot of great people, a lot yeah. of great organizations. Uh, and then I realized that people in my own hometown, fellow vets, don't necessarily have the luxury of traveling all over the country to do these things. So, and what's the, what's the um, nonprofit called? So uh, we're called Fight On. Okay. Uh, we are a uh, part of uh, Forces United. We joined with another nonprofit with okay. a, a larger umbrella um, and uh, of coverage. Uh, and so uh, I'm providing uh, adaptive sports and activities as well as general health and wellness activities for uh, for veterans and their families as well as our local first responders. Um, and is it local uh, or is it? It's it's local with, with goals of eventually a okay. national reach. Do you have a website, um, a Facebook do. page, uh, all that? Facebook page. Okay. We're, uh, we're at Vets Fight On. All right. Uh, it's plural vets. Okay. Uh, and then uh, we are uh, we also have uh, uh, vetsfighton.org uh, is our uh, our web page, uh, and then you can also find us under Forces United on Facebook. And you uh, didn't know I was going to ask these so questions. So I, I mean, those you're are, prepared. I like it, out there, but you know, I, I you know uh, you didn't say hey I'll do this interview <laughs> if I can plug my stuff. No, I, no, you know, I'm, no, I'm I didn't, genuinely I didn't expect to. I'll yeah. tell you, you know, but we're I'm trying to give back. Um, I'm trying to uh, to to pay this forward now. It suddenly the luster wasn't there on traveling and doing these things as much as it used to be, and, yeah. and I kind of realized that that was because it's time for me to start giving that, not just being the guy who's getting to, to have all the fun. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's yeah, that's it's tremendous. Uh, it's part of the next adventure, and then of course with uh, with Ann retiring. Uh, you know, you say yeah. drive off into the sunset, and we yeah. really are going to drive off into the sunset. We've uh, we've got a van uh, that's been uh, converted for uh, for camping, and uh, you know we're we're planning to to hit the road uh, when when uh, time allows. Uh, you know, get out there and travel until so. until grandkids come in the picture, <laughs> and then you're going to shift into another gear. <laughs> we got we got some time. We got a little on time that. here. Yeah. That's the good thing. So uh, three questions, then I'll let you get out of here. Uh, these are the final three, just fun. <laughs> this is how we end it. All right, question number one. When they make the movie telling the story of your life, <laughs> who do you want to play the lead character? The lead character. Uh, right now I'd say uh, Bradley Cooper. Oh, great yeah. choice. That's yeah. my guy. I love me some Bradley Cooper. Is that what your wife wants? That's, I think that's, I okay. Look she's, over to her. she's, she's, good yeah, with that. Uh-huh. she's, she's agreeing with that, that uh, full heartedly. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, number two, what should the title of that movie be? Oh, man. The title of that movie, that's a good one. So uh, we'll call it Wayward Days. Wayward Days yeah. and D A Z E? Yeah. Or D, okay. D A Z E. Okay, I like so. it. <laughs> um, is there a story there? Uh, there might be. Okay, all right. Well, that'll be the second uh, part two. You gotta, have. you gotta have me exactly. on again if you want to hear more. Uh, the third, uh, third question: um, the soundtrack. Which band do you want doing the soundtrack? For oh that movie? wow! So soundtrack to this one, you know, man, it's a toss-up because there's a lot of good country music out mm-hmm. there, and uh, 
you know, if I was going to, we're going to go with the Black Panther theme here with kind of sticking to one, one primary yeah. artist. Yeah. Um, I just say Dave Matthews band. Oh, nice. Okay, I love <laughs> you me know, some Dave just, Matthews. Uh, just because we got it all. Dave yeah. Matthews runs yep. across genres. Mm-hmm. He can do know, the slow stuff. Exactly. Pick it up. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, he's gonna. It's gonna cross through all the all the types of music we need for this to work. Okay, good. We'll tag Dave Matthews in this there podcast and see if, uh, if they'll uh, maybe I'll get invite to you out. Someday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Backstage and stuff. But. Um, you know, I told you what my sweet spot is of a podcast, and if we ran over, so be it. Notice I didn't stop recording because yeah. this was this was epic. <laughs> I don't even know how um, long we've been talking it, it, for. Long, been longer than uh, than than <laughs> I had told you I'd keep you here, but that's because you you've done yeah, this is amazing, and obviously, thank you for your service. Yeah, it's uh, always my honor, e- e- even if you hadn't suffered any sort of physical or what just the fact that you served uh you had that desire that heart to do it and and it's been an honor retelling just how you got here and everything that you've pushed yourself and your uh and what and your family support and of course hearing about rory this has been (laughs) such an amazing time so thank you uh for carving out some time for us i think is it are you going car shopping today? Is that what I? Uh, we're finishing okay, car shopping. Okay, we, okay, okay. Uh, we bought a bought one a couple of days ago. Okay, so, all right. Uh, it's another interesting dynamic. Well, good luck with uh, all of that. Hopefully, yeah. that one goes quicker <laughs> yeah. than me keeping you here this whole time. <laughs> yeah, but. we're we're basically just, just we got to finish some paperwork. So <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I hope uh, I know Sport Clips. We're going to do Alethea Foundation. We're going to continue. I hope next year I get to see you again. We we barely we barely even talked about uh, Walter Reed and all of that oh, no, stuff yeah, today. That just, that'll uh, be another podcast down the road but uh, i really wanted to capture your story and and hear about it so um thanks again yeah i've enjoyed talking to you all right thank you man